I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Welcome to our one-year anniversary of Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. <laughs> the, the brains and humor behind the whole thing. Exactly. Right. All right. And we've been doing this. I just, you a know, year. I know we did. A year. I didn't realize that. I, I didn't either. Our That's kind of Our trusty producer, Merrill, uh, informed us of all things logistical. And we are we have been doing this a year. Uh, and so we are it's very It's gone thankful. like that. In the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. And we're very thankful for all the folks that have uh, have participated and listened and sent their questions in and who have subscribed to us and been who have guest. liked us and who have been guests. And yep. uh, we've had uh, a bunch of activity in this past year and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, so we're excited about that. Yeah. That's something upbeat in the world of COVID. Exactly. Yeah. We're like a like a shining star of happiness in the world of COVID. <laughs> No, I think not? you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. All right. Think, well, that's what I want. I think to be. we're an informative podcast in the land of COVID. I shouldn't be better to aspire to be a shining star of happiness. I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't make that face. No, I'm. Yeah. Okay. I can't help it. So we, what are we going to do today? We are going to answer a question, but it's not really so much a question as it is a whole list of questions from one of our listeners, um, Kath. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, Sorry about I, that. No, so, I, folks, I, I just, uh, we're not going to edit this out. I just smacked the microphone. And whenever I smack the microphone, which I do sometimes because I tend to talk with my hands, and I apologize for that. He's a gesticulator. Meryl, who is just on the other side of the room here, gives me a look that if you could see the look, it would make you, like, die. Because you see, make, you make it look like it's I've just committed look. a carnal sin. Well, right? Something because really she bad has to happened. edit it out. I know. Typically. And so I apologize for the thumping noise. That was me hitting the microphone. Now let's move on. We've, we've <laughs> Meryl said what you should do is we should get Chinese finger trap for yes, all your yes. fingers and okay. just like, or, or handcuffs Can we or move something. on to the topic? Okay, this I, is an exciting topic. No, it's really exciting to pick on you. Um, so anyway, we got a letter from a woman named Kathy from Seattle which is so exciting. Kathy, People, thank you very much. Yeah, listening to us in Seattle. But we do get um, a, a fair amount of questions and some really good questions. But this one was like two paragraphs, and we felt like we couldn't really, you know, put it into our regular Q&A shows. So we're going to... Well, mo- but more than that, there were so many good questions in here, we felt like it made a, it may, would make a show of itself, right? And, right. And, and these would be questions that we know that other listeners are thinking about yep. relative to remodels they're considering. So we thought that it was, it was so well-crafted, we would just read it to you, and then we'd dig in and answer it. Yep, exactly. And um, it's about whole house remodels. Basically, she's thinking about a whole house remodel. But I will, I will read you the whole thing, and then we'll just dive in. Does that Do sound? It. Okay, here we go. Hello, I would love to hear your take on the following. To build up, out, or start over. So she has a bunch of bullet points, and we'll, we'll get to those, but I'm going to just jump into the text of the letter. My husband and I keep going around about the most cost-effective plan and getting the most value for a major remodel. 
Our home is a 1,600 square foot rambler in the Seattle area. The housing market here is crazy. The home, built in 1968, has tiny bedrooms, little storage, little light, and a laundry in the garage. So much could be improved on. If we wanted to sell and move to a better house, we would either need to move way out with a horrible commute or spend 1.3 to 1.4 million to get what we want. Our location is amazing, but our house needs to be redone. If we went up, we would have a beautiful view of the mountains. We have the yard to go back at least 45 feet and match the 32 foot width. I looked at the cost versus value report you referenced in episode 37. It helped a little, but I'd love to hear a podcast addressing the topic. So here we are with a podcast addressing the topic, Kathy. So I'm excited that you've given us something so much to chew on. Great. So your first bullet point, Kathy, as we're talking about things to consider, and th- these are these are really good topics because everyone who's thinking about a major renovation, uh, especially as, when it comes to the sort of major addition of space, um, there, the whole issue of up versus out versus scrape the lot is that's the, exactly what folks are thinking about all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And and the answers um, there are there are a lot of variables in the answers, and the, the answers are very um, sort of specific to what you have for constraints and issues you're dealing with in your existing home. Um, obviously, your budget too, um, and and the neighborhood, right? So you've already cleared up a few of the questions we talk about. Um, often, which is, do you like where you are, and is that a meaningful thing? Right, that's right? one of the biggest things. And and so, if you like where you are, and you're in, a, you know, you you effectively like the lot, um, then that clears up a lot of concern. And and obviously, the prospect of spending uh, a bunch of money to only increase your commute and decrease the quality of life seems like a non-starter. It's, it's right? foolishness. Um, but now you jump into sort of some of the considerations about about you know resale and so forth. And um, I'm going to assume that when you say, so we are from the East Coast. We don't have ramblers on the East Coast. So I'm going to assume that a a rambler is a ranch. Yes. Right? That would be my guess. And a ranch meaning in our area just a single level home. Right? So a 1,600 square foot single level home. Now, the the, the plus side of that is at 1,600 square feet, that's a pretty good size footprint. It's a footprint. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's not uncommon to find modest colonials in our market, which are two-story homes, that only have 1,200 square feet on the first floor. So you've got a pretty good size foundation. If we double the size of your house, you're now in a 3,200-square-foot house. Right. Right? So that's that's a really good starting point. Mm-hmm. Now, um, as foundations, once again, we run into things that are sort of geographically specific. Some parts of the country have different types of foundation structures. Some parts of the country have foundations, versus full basements versus crawl spaces versus slab. Um, so... In your case, we don't have quite enough information to get into uh, the nuts and bolts about considerations, but suffice it to say that in general, whether you have a, a, a slab or a crawl space or a full foundation, most foundations structurally will accommodate a second level. Right. Okay, that's, so you could that's go been up. my experience. And, and I want to point out one thing. As I read your letter, Kathy, I thought to myself, hmm, sounds a lot like what Dave and I did. We had a 1950s ranch. Right. on a lot that was non-conforming and decided to basically raise most of the house. Right. And raise R-A-I-Z-E. Yes, right. right. And um, and build a new house on the existing foundation because the house, was when I say non-conforming, it means that we couldn't, we had to keep part of the house, we kept the garage, um, we had to keep part of the house because otherwise we would not get a permit to be able to right. like take everything down. The house would not be a, a buildable lot if we took if we took out everything. Mostly because of setbacks. The lot right. was large enough in size, but the setbacks were inadequate based on the current zoning. Right, and that's another thing that Kathy, you'll need to think about too. Is 
Um, first of all, going up is often not a problem because we're not changing our setbacks. You've already mentioned the fact that in your case, you have room to go back um, and maybe room to go to the side. And that's all well and good. And, and as long as you know what the setbacks are in your town, not even just in your town, but in your area as town, because many, many towns have different zones and they're, each zone will have different front setbacks, side setbacks, and rear setbacks, right. and lot sizes. So the right? best thing to do, actually, is to take your plot plan, I'm assuming you have one from either a refinance or when you bought the house, into the building department yep. and have a discussion with the, the, uh, the uh, construction manager there. Yeah, and so, uh, so and the other thing is uh, Seattle being sort of a uh, you know, progressive town and, and a techie area, uh, I'm pretty, I would be surprised if your town didn't also have um, the ability to pull that up online mm -hmm. uh, fr with reasonable detail. Well, it, it won't actually show, probably will not show, your house uh, with with specific distances off the lot line, but it will give a pretty good scale drawing uh, that you can increase in size, decrease in size, that gives you a pretty good sense. It's not it's not a, by any means an engineered plot plan, but gives you a pretty good sense of what your real setbacks are. And, and, and then once you understand how far away you have to be from your lot lines, you can uh, you can figure out if you want to go uh, want to go out versus up. But let's 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 move on so for a second. A couple other points here, right? So when we talk about foundation, so let's assume structurally your foundation is probably adequate to do what you need to do. Then you get into the idea of the difference between going up versus going out. You need more square footage. It sounds like that's kind of a uh, of a have to have, right? So there is almost, if the idea is you would love to have a house that was double your size, the mm -hmm. most efficient way, the most cost-effective way to make that happen is to go up. Right, because right. going out, now you have to do a new foundation. You have, right, there's... there's All those site costs, yep. right? And the site costs are not insignificant. That's a big chunk of money, mm -hmm. right? Now, the other side of that is if in your marketplace, you're, the norm is to have full foundations, well... Going out does get you an additional level of living, potentially, or at least an additional level of storage mm -hmm. that going up does not get you. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, you have an attic, go, and that's fine, too, if you go up. Um, but uh, that's that's a part of the consideration is, but, but there's no, on a cost per square foot basis, going up will always be less than going out. But you're kind of married to the idea of going up with the full length of the house, right? right. It's very diffi difficult architecturally to only go up with part of the house. Right. And still make it look attractive. Occasionally, we can yeah. figure out ways to make that work. Yeah. It's, a, you know, you, you need either a good design build firm or, or an architect to help you, like, suss it out. There's Correct. There are ways you can sort of, you, you know, you don't have to go, like, a full two stories. Because sometimes that just looks like a, a new box on the lot and, and it doesn't sort of meld into its landscape. Exactly. So exactly. there, But there are things you can do so that it's not all just, like, just popping up to double height. Right. So, so I think that that's um, one consideration. But... Uh, and the other thing structurally is the odds are also very, very good that a home built in 1968 will structurally be able to bear, uh, at least the walls, will be able to bear the weight of a second floor. So don't be worried about that either. That's almost always the case unless the house was severely underbuilt, which is not likely. Mm -hmm. right? Um, so, so put those things aside. Now, um, resale value. So, again, you know, this gets back to the idea of going up is less cost per square foot. If you, the, the idea of a 3,200-square-foot house meets your family's needs, then that's a really good thing to start talking about. And from a resale value, the other thing you've done is move your house into a different category, mm -hmm. right? And so taking a, a Rambler and making it a nicer Rambler will only improve the value of that home so much. Right. right? And I don't know what's the what, what the dominant home in your neighborhood is, and that's a really an important thing. What's the dominant style in your neighborhood, right? Right. Because if, if they're all ranches and now you're the first 
two story, it's it's your value is not going to go up as much as if it's fifty fifty, and and well, you pop on a second and, story. And, and even actually, if the if the neighborhood is all predominantly ramblers, and then you're the only colonial, you're the only two story structure, you actually might be doing yourself a disservice, right? Right, because people that are buying your neighborhood may be buying your neighborhood because, because they're buying, they like ranches. Right. right. They're, they're buying that style Ramblers, of home. Sorry. Or they're, get with the lingo. I'm right? sorry. God. Uh, <laughs> they're buying that style of home because they like that style of home. Or or your neighborhood is a is a certain price point neighborhood. And maybe people are coming in there for starter homes and, and all of a sudden plugging in what is really, you know, a, a person's second home or third home. But if it, my guess would be, though, what's probably happening in your marketplace is because it's crazy, it's on fire, you're in, in the Seattle area and to get better a better a, a bigger home you're gonna have to move away my guess is there's probably a fair amount of renovation work going in your marketplace mm-hmm. that is turning small homes into big homes right right and so if you if that's if my guess is right then your resale resale value is pretty safe because you're not doing something aberrant that's in general one of the things we recommend is be careful not to be the the one person who's trying to trend set right right you want to sort of go with what is the norm in the marketplace and not be the you also don't want to be the biggest house in the street Right? Absolutely. That's, that's, that's another challenge. Because that affects so, your value. Yeah, and so right? if you have the benefit of infrastructure on your lot already, you have a foundation that's workable, you have you know existing water and sewer and power all feeding into the house, all that's good. Some of that probably has to get upgraded like power. Um, that's a good starting point versus the whole start over. If we're going to scrape the lot and, and begin from scratch, then you've got a whole, you're starting with all new infrastructure. You have disposal costs of the house, which is not insignificant. Right, that was um, one of your questions. Yeah, one of your questions is cost disposal. I don't have a cost off the top of my head, but. Um, and certainly not in that market. But so. all, you know, what I can tell you is that demolition expense, uh, so in, in a project like that, and I don't even know the specifics about what Seattle would require. Um, you know, my guess would be Seattle is you know an environmentally friendly environment. They make they may make you do selective demolition before you just squish it up, right? I mean, there are some communities where you can just bring in heavy equipment and and crush up the house and, and load, put it in a dumpster and that's dumpsters. you're done, right? But not entirely, not everybody, right? So depending right. some on places like make you take individual boards off and take the nails off and right. let it be reused, right? right? Or, so or it's much more expensive, right? right? Exactly. You're within ten years of lead paint problems, right? Because your house is 1968 and 78 was the cutoff, so you if you, you probably have, have some lead paint. Right? Right. So that's some considerations as well. So, so the disposal cost is not an insignificant thing, and over the course of time, uh, you know, dumpster pricing. Uh, has gone like right now. A dumpster for us costs seven hundred twenty-five dollars for a thirty-yard cubic cubic yard dumpster, and it was not long ago that that was five hundred dollars. I mean, really, not long ago, right? Right, and and, and not so, long before that, it was three hundred. So right. you know, and so um, so I'm sure that the that the West Coast is no different for that. Right? Mm-hmm. So so I think that's a big challenge for you, um, and and so we tend to gravitate toward making major remodels work, but there's also some other things to think about on the major remodel side of things, which is um, you know what? Where are you going to be when that happens? Right. You can't live there. Yeah. You, probably. You shouldn't probably live there, right? Right. You, yeah. you might be able to live there for a window of time, but you won't be happy. And yeah. and uh, and you're putting your builder in a tougher spot. A builder could probably go faster and move the project through, you know, uh, more, more efficiently. Right. If you could, you know, find some place to stay for six months. Right. right. Which just means, you know, getting a getting a rental. And, and like right. I said, if you're already used to living in sixteen hundred square feet, you probably can live in eight for three months and be just fine. Right. And 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 actually, so your one of your questions is, how is it possible to do a remodel where you tear down one wall and rebuild a new house? So that's so that's another way. If your house, you only really need to do that, like in our case. 
is if you're at home is what they call existing non-conforming, right? Meaning like ours was. Like ours was, right, right? Exactly, right. Meaning that when your house got built in '68, obviously it was conforming, right? They weren't going around building legal houses, but over the course of time, they changed the many zoning, municipalities right. have changed their zoning, right? Right, and so because they've changed their zoning, now a whole ton of houses that were built in compliance are not in compliance. Right now. As long as you don't change anything, your house is grandfathered, right? In other words, you don't have to do anything. But as soon as you start making changes, that's when you have to uh, either seek a variance, Mm -hmm. and that's different from a community to community standpoint. Some communities it's easy. Some communities it's super hard. Right. Right. Um, Right, You have to prove hardship. Exactly. And hardship is a very nebulous thing. Yeah. Right. Um, Sometimes you need a good lawyer. Right. In our marketplace, hardship is granted all the time. But it's really not hardship. Right. Right. You know, I want a three-car garage. What's your hardship? Well, my neighbor has one. Right. Is that really hardship? Right. You know? um, <laughs> I have three cars. Right. Exactly. Right. So so anyway, that's, that's uh, you know, the intention of whether you tear the entire thing down, I think a lot of that depends on uh, what you're looking for aesthetically. And if you could only achieve your goals by, you know, starting with a clean slate, that's fine. But if... You, uh, in some of our previous shows, we've talked about sort of how to prioritize and think through the goals, and that's what I would do first. I would be thinking through and saying, what are the front burner things you guys have to accomplish in order for you to look at the project as a success, mm-hmm. right? And then once you, once you really have done a good job, both your husband and, and you, separate lists, thinking through the things that are really important, then merge that list and find, okay, where are the commonalities, um, and, and then frankly begin a discussion probably with an architect or design build company i'm a big fan of design build that's what we do as as for a profession i think um, i think if she's been listening to this podcast she'll know why you, we feel that way <laughs> there we go we have we have we have and, gone over that again and, and again and, and again. more than that i have a number of friends in the seattle marketplace that are design build companies that, and there's some really good ones in, in the in your marketplace True. um and so you can you can find uh service providers to at least entertain a preliminary conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and some companies will do what they call a feasibility study. So you can sit down, and maybe that costs you a little bit of money, but it's not, not a lot. Um, and they'll sit down with your wish list and say, okay, here's how we can go about accomplishing this, right? right? And it'll pretty it'll quickly, you know, pretty quickly come clear as to whether up, out, or scrape the lot mm-hmm. is really the right thing. And so much of that is specific to the lot and your wish list and your region, right? And mm-hmm. so we can't speak to all of those things, right? Um, permitting considerations. So let's talk about that. You got a question mark around permitting. So there's not there's not a lot other than the the, the, the conforming or non-conforming. There's not a lot going on there. You're you're, you're obviously going to pr- pull a permit for any major project you're going to do, and that's just a function of complying with the code, right? right. That's that's pretty straightforward. And yep. your contractor that's all well in their hands. As we've said before. You as a homeowner, don't pull permits, right? We want your contractor pulling all the permits. That way they're responsible for compliance and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Time to complete. So for a major renovation like that, you should be thinking probably on the order of six to nine months, mm-hmm. right? That's, uh, that's you know, I think a pretty typical scenario. Yeah, right? when we did our house from the time of demo, it was, about, it was about nine months. No, six. It was six. That number is imbued on my brain because we knocked it down and, I, and we were moving in six months later. And I had done a ton of the work myself, and I was half dead. Yeah, so I you will were never half forget dead. That. And we had a we had a baby that was six months old. Like I think right. th- actually, when we moved out, I was three weeks away from giving birth. Yes, you were. You were huge. I was huge and unhappy. Yes. Yeah. Timing was not great. No. And, and uh, I had a two-year-old. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was six months. I right? cried a but lot. I was killing myself to make that happen. I think right? it was Dante's seventh circle of hell <laughs> is what we were in basically that, that time. But yeah. I'm, I'm so, hoping you're older and I have no children around. Yeah. So six to nine months I think is pretty realistic to think about. Um, and obviously your, your contractor or company that you work with is going to have a much better handle on that. But but assume that don't if somebody says three months run run away that's mm-hmm. not that's not yeah, real it's BS. Right? and another driver in how long it's going to take is how much let's say you decide to go up how much of the first floor do you have to modify in order to accomplish going up or can a fair amount of the first floor remain as it is the answer is typically not often not, right? right more often if you're going to move your bedrooms upstairs then it just means taking down a bunch of walls but. You know, it, it may be that, that your house is configured in such a way that there's not a lot of load-bearing walls, and you can just really open it up. Right. But that also then kicks you into, okay, well, while we're doing this, we probably should do a new kitchen. Or I mean, unless you've already, unless a lot of the house has already been updated, you might have other parts of right. this. So right. you're not just talking about the second level, right? So that's another consideration. Um, and, ta-da-da-da-da. oh, so uh, please comment on purchasing pre-made floor plans on the Internet. So mm. uh, that's an interesting question. So in the event that you were going to do a scrape, in other words, you just bulldoze the house, start again, I don't think there's anything wrong with pre-made plans on the Internet. Um, I think uh, they're they're perfectly serviceable. There's thought been given to them. and, yep. and They've, they've a worked lot of, out a lot of the bugs. Right. There's a lot of things that are actually good about it. As an example, in with most pre-made plans on the Internet, you also are getting a very accurate material list that you can get quotes on. It, it does actually help the builder in some regard, get mm-hmm. you know, the material package together and so forth. Um, Could even do prefab. Yep, and and actually, some of the companies that have um, plans, floor plans on the internet, will actually offer modifications. Mm-hmm. So you can say, "I want plan number five sixty seven, but can we do this, this, and this?" And right. they'll they'll make for a pretty modest expense. They'll make changes to the plan for you, which can work pretty well. Um, and yeah, so so in the scenario where you're scraping, that works fine, right? Uh, in the scenario where you're not scraping, but you're trying to adapt a house that you want. If you you know shared an image of a plan or two with your designer to say these are the things that we're gravitating toward, that will help put the designer on the path to getting you what you really want, mm-hmm. right? Streamline the process. One thing that that you know, as I was just thinking, might be worth considering, is, at least in terms of keeping this timeline pretty short, is modular home. Like if you were going to do yes. a scrape, yeah. all you have to do is the site work, get a foundation in, and a modular home could be you know you could order it well in advance of when you do the demolition. And the, and the site work, and then they just come in, and the house is about 90% done at the time that you... Uh, yeah, and I think some of that's regional, right? So I don't know how, I don't know how common... It, you're right. If that's, if that's a common form of construction in, mm-hmm. in the Seattle market, that's awesome. As is, by the way, panelized. So margin, margin, I'm sorry, modular is different than panelizing, right? We, as a done, panelized structures are second floors where, um, you know, we take the roof off, and we bring in pre-made floor systems and pre-made walls and mm-hmm. pre-made roofs, mm-hmm. and it makes the construction because obviously, much yeah. One of the things you're concerned about is how long you're going to be uh, without a roof on the house, right? How 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 long is the house going to be exposed to water? And obviously, in Seattle, the water's a thing. Water's a lot right? of things. Yeah. Thing. So, mm-hmm. um, so and, and I would defer to a good quality design build company or a good quality contractor in your market to help deal with the logistics that are uni- unique to Seattle. Right. Right. And we actually used a panelized system, which is one did. of the reasons that it went fairly quickly for right. us. We did. The frame goes up fast. Yeah. Um, and it's and the costs are predictable. You know what you're getting into when it goes, mm-hmm. when, when it happens. So that can be another way to make it work as well. So uh, hopefully that um, that was, I think we, we, we checked most of the boxes here on, I think we on did. Kathy's we thorough through. list of questions. You and can send us a follow-up if you'd like. Yeah, and yeah, and so feel free to reach out if you wanted to with any more questions. We'd be happy to help you out with that. 
uh, and hopefully this is pointing you in the right direction. It sounds very exciting. Uh, but Best of luck with it, Kathy. Yeah, but also keep in mind, so, you, you know, the idea of 1.3 to 1.4 for a new home in the burbs further away, uh, this is, that's a big amount of money. It is. The project you're thinking about is also a big amount of money. It's not 1.3, 1.4. Right. It's certainly less than that. Well, then um, it also depends on what you, how long ago you bought the house, how much you right. bought it for, is the right. mortgage paid off? You right. know, like exactly. there's there's all that kind of consideration as well. Right, and so you you know you, and I don't have any frame of reference for uh, regional pricing in Seattle, so I can't help you there, and I don't want to do you a disservice by starting to throw out numbers that don't mean anything. However, a good builder should be able to be pretty quick, you know, even from the hip, just to give you some rough guidelines about viability. Right. All right. All right. Kathy, so thank you so much for uh, for listening to us, and thank you so much for your question. We greatly appreciate it. It was fun, and uh, we hope that uh, our other listeners got some benefit from this because it hit a bunch of different topics there. Absolutely. All right. You've been listening to Renovation Made Right, and I am Brenda Bryan, and I am David Bryan. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review. 